Okay, good evening. And we are finishing up Mamish, the last couple of pages here of Shara Bitochen. And we're up to the 10th Madrega, the 10th level of the levels of Hakora recognition and the person's relationship of Hakora, of, a, of his Hakora in Bitochen, in Hakorish Baruchu. And the 10th and final one already goes up a level as follows. And when his recognition, his understanding deepens and strengthens even more than beforehand, before we we mentioned until now, and he realizes what the purpose of his creation in this world is. And then eventually, everybody exits this world, which is going to be Kola, which eventually will cease to exist. This world, the Gemara tells us in Sanhedrin, this world is Shita Alfeshin in 6,000 years. That's what we have in this world. 6,000 years, this world is going to be. And after that, it will cease to exist. And then will come an eternal world. And that was that eternal world, was the purpose of why HaKadosh Baruch created everything. Why he created a world in the first place, as the Mesil Zisharim tells us at the outset. HaKadosh Baruch who wanted to be native to people. He wanted to create people, Neshamas, to be able to give good from his greatness, from his Shechina, to people. People meaning Neshamas. And then as the Derech Hashem writes, and the Das Tfunis explains at length, both written by the Ramchal, that the Gosh who wanted that goodness that he's going to give to people, that is going to be a perfect goodness, and not just going to be a gift, a handout, but it's going to be something that actually that Neshama can earn. When a Neshama earns it, the same thing when a person earns what he, the reward that he gets, he feels much better about it. If he just gets a gift, hmm? He appreciates it. But when he works hard and he earns something, he feels he's the owner. He has ownership over that reward, over that payment. And Hashem says, I want you to feel ownership over the reward you're going to get on Elam Abba. And because of that, because Hashem in His infinite wisdom understood that, that that's the greatest feeling that a person will have when he earns that enjoyment from being close to the Shechina, from his hard work, and conquering the Yetzirah, and fighting the Yetzirah in battle, all the time that he did in this world, and learning Hashem's Torah, and doing Hashem's mitzvahs, and he'll be able to bask in the glory of Hashem, that there's no greater pleasure in the whole world, better than that. So Hashem therefore created first this world, to go through this corridor, go through this process, of being able to work hard, fight the Yetzirah, do the mitzvahs, and then earn that reward. And one of the greatest mitzvahs, and perhaps the one mitzvah that all of it will hinge on, is the mitzvah of Emunah. As Chabakuk taught us, Betzadik Be'emunoso Yichyeh. Yichyeh in the, a futuristic terminology. Yichyeh, he will live. With Emunah, that's how we will live. That's how we'll live in this world. That Tzadik lives with his Emunah. When things don't go his way, when things turn out to, to be different than he would have liked it to be, that he would have thought it would have been, 
He thought it would have been best for himself. He thought it would have been best for the Jewish people one way, and it turns out surprisingly different. As we always said, the Balbitachan is surprised, but never disappointed. Because he takes that Amuna and he's Yichya. It gives him Chiyus. It gives him life. It gives him energy to go on, to move on, for, forge ahead. And it will be Yichya, it will be that great Amuna that the Balbitachan has, that the Tzaddik has, that Amuna. Yichya will be able to give him life in the next world. So when a person contemplates these thoughts, and he realizes the greatness, the superiority of the next world, Hakayim, which is everlasting, it goes on forever and ever and ever, and never will stop. Then when he get, thinks about that, and he puts us into perspective to how long a person is here in this world, even if he lives as long as Mesushelach, yeah, 969 years, it's still nothing compared to eternity. So then, Ooh, such a tzaddik, such a great pious chassid, he'll be yimas, he'll despise everything that this world has to offer. And he'll give himself over. He'll be moister himself. He will give his over his machshava, his neshama, his nafshay, his nefesh, v'gufay, and all of his guf. All he wants is to only do Ratzon Hashem. <coughs> and he will get it just a delight whenever he recalls in his memory, when he recalls in his consciousness, HaKadosh Baruch when he's alone. And he will become agitated. He'll become empty feeling, if he is not able to think and comprehend the greatness of Hashem in his mind. And if he finds himself in multitudes of people, in great, large groups of people, he could be with 10,000 people, with 100,000 people in a stadium. He's focusing on his connection to HaKadosh Baruch what Hashem wants from people in this world. He only longs to be able to meet up with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to have that connection with Hashem, to have that relationship with Hashem. And he will be so preoccupied in a, in, in, with a sense of joy in his love for Hashem. Greater greater than all the enjoyment that people have in this world. There's so much pleasure and so much enjoyment in this world. And there are people who spend their whole lives only enjoying this world, only seeking to find pleasure and enjoyment in this world because they don't know better. Yet, this person who is connected with HaKadosh Baruch Hu has an Avaf Hashem, his Simcha surpasses all of those people. And it's known really great Tamid HaChachamim, G'dayle Yisrael, they lived a blissful life. The, mo- the wealthiest people, the people who had every pleasure open at their disposal, didn't come close to the ecstasy that G'dayle Yisrael, who learned and performed mitzvahs and were connected with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the simcha that they had. They didn't come close to anything that these G'dayle Yisrael felt. Famous story, someone came to Rav Shach and said, there's a wealthy person and he's been supporting Torah for so many years 
Is his Olam going to be the same as all of those Tamini Chagam that he supported? Rav Shah said there's no question that his Olam is going to be on par with them. He says, but what about their Olam That they don't have. That they don't have. They go out and they're honest living and give generously of their funds tremendous schar, tremendous schus, and they're going to earn that schus in Olam But the enjoyment in this world, he says, they don't have that enjoyment. If they can't sink their teeth into a blot gemara, if they can't pound their head over understanding a teisvis, they don't know what true pleasure is. If they can't appreciate going through a Shabbos, a yomtif, performing mitzvahs, they don't have an oil They're just running after their yetzahara. People are just trying to get what's, what's uh, most pleasurable in this world, but they... Lo- they lose the picture in terms of what's really pleasurable, but that's the connection with Kaddish Baruch We think about it. If the whole purpose of the next world is just to take delight in Kaddish Baruch presence, to enjoy being next to the Shechina. Well, that's the whole reward in the next world. There isn't the reward, the, the feeling of that in this world something similar? It has to be something similar to that type of feeling, and indeed it is. Like David HaMelech says, Vani kirvas aleikim li The best thing for me is kirvas aleikim, closeness to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And a person is able to get that. When he feels close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's when he has good in this world. Because that's a me'ain, it's something like, it has similarities to the ultimate goodness and pleasure that's going to be in the next world. Continues along here, People in this world, they don't even know what to think about the next world. And this is the highest of those who have been talking. This is the level of prophets, the level of pious people. Those who are of utmost purity. This is what the Pesach says in Yeshaya. Even with all of you, Mishpatim, even Hashem, when you exact Mishpatim, you use strict justice. I only long to know your name. And my whole desire of my soul is to be able to mention you and have a connection with you. And Finally, the Baramelech says in Tehillim, What is my nefesh thirst for? My nefesh thirst for Hashem, to the living God. That's what my nefesh thirst for. The Baramelech always had this refrain. He always wanted to be connected to the Gersh Baruch Hu. Now we know all too good the, 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 what we go through. We know all too well that we disconnect ourselves so often from the Gersh Baruch Hu. We disconnect. Usually it's by connecting to something else. We connect to some other favorite pastime. We connect to some other mishagas. We connect to some other mundane thing. We connect to some other waste of time. And we do it all too often. Okay, sometimes we need a break. Clear our minds from the strain, the stress of life. But let's understand, when we usually connect into something else, whether it's kosher or not kosher, we disconnect from Hashem. And there were people who lived the whole li- the whole lives connected fully with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They never for a moment stopped thinking and were not cognizant of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And they lived 
a truly happy life, much happier than any lives that we live. Let's face it, that's the truth. That's the truth. That's what Dovon Amela says. His closeness to Hashem was toif. That was the best. When, when he had his closeness to Hashem and felt it, toif. That's what was good. Everything else was not toif. was not good. Not that a person is able to achieve that. Mitzvah Hashem will finish. Tomorrow night we'll finish the, the Shara Bitochen, the Sefer here, and then we'll add some other things about Bitochen in the coming nights. I do Kutanachtu.